0: Welcome, you are listening to the Better Together Podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Better Together podcast. I'm your co-host, Roz Picardo.
2: And I'm your other co-host, Callie Picardo. And today we have with us Pastor Dan Metzger. Dan is the pastor of St. Mark's United Methodist Church in Finley, Ohio, and he's an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church in West Ohio and has been Serving churches throughout West Ohio for quite some time now. He has a wife and he's a girl dad like Roz is to three amazing daughters. And he's just passionate about helping people find and tell their own stories of life change through Jesus. And he has written his first book that I'm super excited about because it is always a struggle for me. And it is called How Not to Ruin Christmas. So, Dan, we are so excited to hear from you today because I don't want to ruin Christmas. But if I'm honest, sometimes Christmas is one of the most stressful seasons for me. And I do not want to hate the birthday of Jesus. That's like a bad thing for Christians, but it is always a struggle for me. So thank you for joining us to help us figure out how not to ruin Christmas.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be talking with you guys. We'll tell Man, where where did this book
2: come from yeah. how did how did you get how did this book come about?
0: well, as somebody who um has been pastoring for several years, uh I think at Christmas we're always trying to come up with like how do I talk about this story again how do I do this again and um as I was kind of uh going through and and looking at what I was going to be preaching on, I try to plan my sermons uh, a ways out. I was thinking that I always do the same you know the the hope, peace, joy, love thing. Like we've done that before. It's like, well, what are the opposites of those things? And so it's like, well, what if my themes this year were worry, conflict, misery, and selfishness? Like what if we just went that way? And uh, because I think those are the things that, that if we're honest, even though we're, we're after the things like hope, peace, joy, and love, we usually end up finding the opposites so or oftentimes end up finding the opposites of those things. We find ourselves uh, in places of worry, you know, am I, am I doing this? You know, am I going to mess up my kids Christmas? I mean, you guys, you've got daughters, like, you know what that, what that is, you know, they don't get the, the right color iPhone, even though they're going to put a case on it, you know, Christmas is over. And, (laughs) um, and you know, then there's conflict at Christmas. I I think all these different things build up. And so what tends to happen, at least for me is, um, I find myself, you know, going into the stores around this time of year as they're starting to put the Christmas decorations out already, and uh, you see that, and you just kind of get this knot in your stomach, like, oh, oh no, Too we're early. gonna do this again. Too
2: early. No, right? don't it, do this.
0: Like, yeah, don't don't do this to me. And you start thinking about all the things that could be a problem instead of all of the all of the joy, all of the the things that you really, really have always hoped Christmas could be. So, so that's kind of where some of it came from. And uh, yeah, it's been kind of an adventure writing this, like I said, it's my first book. And so um, this is, uh, it's been kind of fun going through this and, uh, and putting all this together.
1: Well, um, Dan, what, um, what would you say to the person who really is the perfectionist and is trying to you know, have the perfect Christmas, um, you know, because that's usually Christmas can be a tense atmosphere if one person or maybe a few people are trying to have everything just right, whether it's Christmas dinner or the Christmas season, presents, um, scheduling, you know, all those things that is rough. I mean, what what would you say to that person?
0: Yeah, I, I think that that becomes a tendency, right? And it's definitely a tendency for us in in you know the u s we you know you see the perfect pictures of everybody else's Christmas on facebook and and on Instagram and everything. You know, all their kids are smiling and wearing matching sweaters, and you're like, "How am I going to get my kids to do that? How are we going to be able to 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 have this kind of Christmas?" So you end up getting like a lot of tension in there. um and I, I think a part of what i'm a part of what I try to call people towards is, um, uh, pointing back to the first Christmas, that nothing went the right way. um, that Christmas, from its inception, from from the very first one, didn't go correctly, didn't go right. it It was, you know, um, the the wrong kind of uh, things were done in the wrong order. You know, the, I thought the, you know, the pregnancy was supposed to come after the marriage and all of this. And, and then, oh, and now we've got to take a road trip uh, to pay taxes and, uh, and you don't have a place to stay and, and everything's a mess. And I can just imagine, you know, in their lives, how, how much tension they felt around that. I mean, maybe Mary hadn't been planning out her, uh, first childbirth the way that, that some people do, you know, with I'm going to paint the nursery a perfect color or whatever. Um, but surely she had dreams and surely she had hopes for what it would be. And it didn't go the right way. And it ended up being the best Christmas humanity's ever experienced. Um, because that's when God came and, and you know, was was present among us um, in, in the flesh. And this beautiful incarnation happens in the midst of all the mess. So I think for us, when we try to... Um, when we're really working towards all the perfection of everything, we're missing out on how Christmas even, even came about on, on how it even started that it's not meant to be perfect. It's messy. I mean, if you look at your nativity scene, it looks pretty now, but that was a messy way to have the first Christmas. Um, a lot of animals, a lot of, you know, strangers just showing up and, uh, it wasn't exactly how they maybe imagined it would be. So I, I tell people, look for look for God in the unexpected, in, in the places where it gets messed up, in the places where it's, um, you know, where it's not, where it's not perfect and going exactly the right way, because those tend to be the places that God shows up and where you really get to experience Christmas to the full.
2: What are some things that we can do to reclaim Christmas, if you will, especially mm-hmm. for those of us that dread it? I mean, how do, how do we get to the Peace, hope, joy, and love place when we really kind of wish we could just skip to January,
0: yeah, I think my call to people is to lean into all the really good stuff um because these are all things like the hope, peace, joy, love all that stuff. that's the stuff that we're supposed to experience and and uh we can't let we can't let somebody else take that away from us just because of the way um you know, Society's going, or or other people are active. So, like for instance, one of the things that I tell people, um, I know there's a lot of conflict around Christmas. I know that there's a lot of tension and and all of these things. And so, one of the things that I've started doing is um, I've started putting up my Christmas lights on Election Day. Um, uh, Hashtag Election Day lights. Join the movement. Um, But uh, there's something about it for me. That is important. Like, that's a reminder to me. Christmas is a reminder to me of who it is that's really on the throne of of the peace that's come into the world. And so on Election Day, I I go and I vote and I I hold my nose and I'm, you know, trying to just get through it. And uh, and. While everybody else is watching um, election night coverage and there's all that kind of. Tension around all of that, and people are wringing their hands and everything. I'm out on a ladder, and that's when I'm putting up my lights because um, I think that that's that's my it's my way of reminding myself um, that Christmas is coming, and and no matter who sits in in the Oval Office or the Governor's Mansion or or in the Capitol or any of these kinds of things, that ultimately we are we are called to be Kingdom people. And Christmas is that reminder of the king coming into the world. So I lean into that stuff, into the uh, call that, yes, you know, I'm going to do the lights. I'm going to put up the tree. I'm going to do all of those things because it all points me back to Jesus.
2: Is there anything you've stopped doing?
0: Is there anything I've stopped doing? (laughs) Um, Good question. That's a great question. I, I think um the the main thing I've stopped doing is um trying to um trying to have the Christmas the way everybody else wants me to have it. Uh trying to like live into somebody else's expectations. Um I've I've decided that for for me um I'm gonna, you know, not not take part in all the tension and, and all of the stuff that everybody else wants to bring into something. And instead I I just want to um, really dive into the, all of the, I like the, I like the Christmas cookies. I like the, the goofy um, music and all of that stuff. So like I, I just lean into it and I I don't let that other stuff and all the tension around it and the, the bah humbug stuff. Um, I, I just don't let it, I, I don't let it get to me anymore um, because I can't. It, it, that's that's a great way of of ruining your Christmas, right? That's the whole um Ebenezer Scrooge kind of bomb bug, you know, get out of my face with your figgy pudding uh <laughs> kind of attitude. And and it's just not worth that, worth it to me. So um I I kind of push that stuff away and just really lean into the season in its fullest.
2: I know for me, I've had to let go of some of my own rules. I, I'm like, sure. I've, I've always been a, we don't decorate till chri- for Christmas until after Thanksgiving. And this past year, kids were sick. So we canceled our Thanksgiving travel plans and we were home with nothing to do on Thanksgiving. So it's like, well, let's go ahead and get the tree out. So we decorated for Christmas on Thanksgiving, which seems counterintuitive, but it gave us something to do. It was fun. It was a way of giving thanks because it was thanking God in anticipation for what the the birth of Jesus Christ. And so I know for me, sometimes I have to let go of the rules or I have to stop thinking if I do something this year, I have to do it every year. I'm very hesitant to start any new traditions because then I'm like, then that's one more thing I have to do every year. But what if we just try it this year? Like if it's an experiment rather than a new tradition.
1: Yeah. It creates pressure. Um, So whether, you know, one of them was uh, doing Christmas card photo kind of deal, you know, we had never done that before. And then once our friends started having kids and all that, of course we were getting those in the mail and then we had never done it. And so we decided to do it, but um, we'd never said, okay, hard and fast rule. We have to do this every year and create, put that pressure on ourselves. So, or even travel, Um, even Thanksgiving, we've decided we're going to stay home for Thanksgiving. And if anybody wants to come and visit us, that's great, but uh, we don't need to just run around so much and um, tire out our family and our kids and all that stuff. So.
0: Yeah. I think there's a fear that if you have traditions and you don't follow through with them that somehow your Christmas doesn't count. You didn't do it right or something like that. One of the uh, blessings in disguise that we received during COVID is that Christmas couldn't be normal. right? And um, some traditions had to go away. Um, It was the first time in... More than a decade that I wasn't working on Christmas Eve uh, that that Christmas because uh, there had been you know we just couldn't have church at that point in time we just um, and not only that I myself had COVID during that time and so we had um, I was bumming and uh, because I love standing in the sanctuary singing silent night with uh you know with everybody holding their candles up and um you know getting to greet people as they you know as they're leaving and um man I just I, I was bumming really hard on that so one of the things that we did is we just said hey everybody send us in a, a picture of you holding your candle. Um, and we put a video together and I I made a little YouTube video and we just made it go live that night on Christmas Eve when we would normally be having a service. And I was sitting on the couch with a fever with my kid who had a fever and, Mm -hmm. you know, under a blanket and we're just not feeling great, but, um, you know, turned on the TV with the YouTube video and watched it. And man, I tell you what, when I saw the The people coming across the screen holding up their candles mm. um as our worship leader was playing silent night, you know, on a recording in the background, um, man, my eyes welled up and got the lump in my throat because even though this was not the way Christmas was supposed to go, the traditions were not happening. We weren't getting to see the family. like there was something beautiful about the love in the middle of all of that the the love that we shared. Through computer screens and through phone calls and through just still caring for each other and praying for each other and reaching out to one another and you know making no contact drop offs on each other's porches with Christmas cookies or just whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, that part didn't go away. And that's the real Christmas part, right? I mean, that's that's right. the real thing that we hope for. So, as much as I love those traditions. Like, I think that that time taught me a lot about the things that actually matter. And if I don't get to have the tradition the way I want, it matters way less than if I got to experience the love that, that I've been looking for.
2: So awesome.
1: Now um, what's your, like, how do we use this resource? Um, Because I've not had the chance to really dig in yet, but is this for individuals? Is it for churches? Um, who you know, who's your target audience? Um
0: yeah, so um we're gonna be doing this as as our um Christmas series this year. This can okay. be our advent series this year, and um the book comes out on on Halloween is the big launch date. So on uh October 31st. So um uh it'll be coming out then. And then yeah, it this great for individuals. If you want to just have a Sometimes I think during the Advent season, it's good to just like sit down and it's Advent supposed to be a time that we're preparing our hearts and our minds and, and everything for the coming of the Christ child. So maybe you pick up a book during that time. And so, you know, I'd encourage you to pick up this one. It's got some humor in it. It's got a lot of stories, but then just kind of also pointing back towards the original Christmas story and, and how they experienced those things. Um, there's also some small group questions in it. So maybe you want to do it as a small group. Um, or again, maybe you want to do it together as a church and read it together as a church. And if you want to do it as your, uh, Christmas series, I'm, I'm happy to help anybody that, uh, wants to do that, but the book should be pretty easy to follow along.
2: Hey, Dan, speaking of questions, what is one question that we could ask ourselves leading into Christmas that would help us have a better Christmas this year?
0: That's great. I I think, um, one of the things, um, for, uh, Well, let me I'll give you a couple of answers, because one uh, let me give one for pastors and then one for everybody else. For pastors, uh, I think we're always trying to come up with a new way to tell the story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say this is one opportunity when regifting is okay. Uh, Give them the same story. Give them the story again. Uh, because it's a it's a great story. It's our story. It's the story of the incarnation, and it's beautiful. And it the story of the incarnation of Christ answers so much of our concern about things like worry, conflict, misery, and selfishness. I mean, it, it's it's what it, it's what really um, you know, the, the story of Emmanuel, God with us, uh sure is a world of ales. So uh, I would uh, really encourage uh, pastors to to ask yourself, do I really need to retell this story um, in a new, brand new way? Or can I just re-gift it again? So that's, that's one thing. Uh, for everybody else, I would say one question uh, you need to ask yourself is, um, am I making this Christmas about me? Hmm. Is, is Christmas about me and how I feel? and and what what i want um or is or is christmas about something bigger than that um the first christmas taught us about humility Uh, the humility of uh a couple young couple willing to say here i am lord you know here i'm the servant of the lord you know do as you will um you know it's the humility of uh of shepherds, of, of, uh, wise men being willing to say, Hey, I'm going to go travel a a long way to go do this thing. And mostly the the story of the humility of God saying, I'm just going to step down off my throne and come be with the people that I love. Uh, because if I want to dwell with them, they're not going to be able to reach up to me. So I'm going to have to come down to them. Um, and so there's there's this uh, thread of humility that goes all throughout the Christmas season that I think we sometimes have a hard time um, grabbing onto. And we make Christmas about ourselves instead. And if you're not sure if you're making Christmas about yourself or not, um, let your spouse put the decorations up this year instead of you and just see how you feel. <laughs> like,
2: like I don't know if I could do that, Dan. I know. <laughs> right, right. You can't do it. Like, like oh, no. like that I'm you good. Didn't <laughs> do that right. It's not Christmas. I don't want to do it anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't do it right. It's not Christmas if you don't do it right the way that I want. Right? So I think that that's maybe a tell. Like, Hmm. Maybe. Maybe there's something else going on there that I need to deal with. Um, and, and that's not to say that I don't like our traditions. And so I like things the way that I like them too. But what is it about? Mm-hmm. And if uh, doing something a little bit different, you know, helps my kids experience uh, Christmas a little better, then I'm all for it. If it, if it helps my neighbor experience Christmas uh, in a, in a new way, I'm all for it. Um, and I, so i'm trying to I'm trying to look for the ways where I just make it about me and um, and try to practice a little bit more humility a little bit more grace um in in ways that um, help other people experience the Christ child in the celebration of Christmas a little more
2: any wisdom for those of us with kids? I know you've got some kids and we've got some parents and grandparents listening. And sometimes kids <laughs> help with Christmas because they have the wonder of it all. But sometimes yeah. it makes more pressure because it's putting on the perfect gifts and experience yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, I, and and I think that, you know, do I have any wisdom around kids? I don't know. Ask me in, you know, 10 years. We'll see how they've turned out. But <laughs> um, uh, I, I would say just, you're right. Sometimes they have the wonder of it all. And and they uh, so I look for the ways in which um, they kind of point me towards something, you know, that, that oh, maybe I'm I'm overlooking. because I'm so wrapped up in the details of everything. Uh, what are the things that they really care about that they really want? You know, what do they really want? Yeah, they really want the new toy or the new device or the new whatever. But sometimes what they really want is just to be able to see grandma, and and just be able to give a hug to the people that they love, and to have that that security of those people are there. And this is a thing that I can hold on to. That's where the traditions are, are maybe good, right? Is that um, you know saying, hey, every year I know, no matter what, I'm going to get to give grandma a hug, and there's something beautiful about that, right? Um, that, that those are the things that seem to be the things they'll really remember and that they'll really, Mm -hmm. they'll really care about. So I think, ask your kids, like, what are your favorite parts of Christmas? What are the things that you really want that, that you really want to do? And I would say the other thing with kids is uh, find ways to push them towards some of those other things. Uh, We always try to find a way to uh, do something a little bit special for someone. And one of our, like one of our favorite Christmas memories with our kids is there was a, young guy uh, at a church we were at who didn't have any family in the area. He had just moved to town not too long ago. His bachelor, first time having a having a house. He asked me to watch his cat while he went home for Thanksgiving. And uh, so we knew that this was his first apartment, all these things. So um, he had given me his key. So I broke in and uh, we went and went and bought a Christmas tree for him, all wow. the ornaments, all the lights and stuff. And we decorated his apartment before he could get home. Um, and so like, that's one of our family's favorite memories. It's like we got to do this thing for this guy and, uh, and share, you know, joy with him at the, at, at that season. And he asked for his key back after that, but, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, but it was a beautiful thing. It was great getting our kids, letting our kids be a part of that and saying, Hey, this is the kind of stuff that's, that's really awesome. These are the memories that were, so look for ways to make those kinds of memories.
2: That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Well, Dan, how can we get the book? Yeah, so uh,
0: it'll be on Amazon. It'll be uh, on uh, Invite's uh, page and we'll be able to get it there. And uh, yeah, so it comes out October 31st. And yeah, hope everybody will check it out.
2: That's awesome. Well, friends, this has been Dan Metzger with How Not to Ruin Christmas. And I pray it's been encouraging to you. I know it has been to me as I... As much as I don't want to think about Christmas, I'm already thinking about it. Might as well plan for it, but plan for it in a way that is meaningful, that is pointing it back toward Christ, pointing it back toward that way it was at that first Christmas with love, joy, peace, and hope. Not necessarily the way they planned it, but in a way that God gets all the glory. So we hope that it's been encouraging for you. And if it has, that you'll share it with someone else that might need to hear it as well.
0: Yeah. And, I, Roz, I look forward to seeing a picture of your Christmas lights on Election Day.
2: <laughs> Friends, until next time, remember, we are better together. God bless.